Well, hello and praise the Lord, everybody. I am Pastor Dean Judkins of Holy Ghost Fire Church. Uh, we did a special message tonight. Uh, we ordinarily give our messages at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Uh, tonight we were doing 8 o'clock, uh, trying something new. And um, we felt this was a good message and we wanted to get things out and going um, uh, with this message. So we're going to wait a minute. We'll wait for the people to sign on. And um, we are using uh, a regular uh, computer. Uh, hopefully it'll come out good. Usually we use a different device, uh, but we're trying a few different things. And as you can see, uh, we're doing this message out of our sanctuary or corner of our sanctuary today. So we are going to be talking today about behaving like a Christian. Now, having been born again for 39 years and having uh, seen many things happen uh, in the body of Christ, there are a lot of people out here, uh, including my, you know, myself at times, when we won't necessarily be uh, a very good example about who we are in Christ or, or behaving like a Christian is supposed to behave. And thus it, 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 it can uh, cause strife and division. It can, uh, it can send people away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. So today we're going to be talking uh, out of Romans chapter 2. Uh, we're going to be reading verses 9 through 21. We're going to break down some words. We're going to give some definitions of words. And we're going to see if, if um, I'm going to put you to the challenge, I guess, and, and put myself to the challenge and see if we can start behaving more uh, like a Christian or the word Christian, which means Christ-like. And uh, really starting to, to love and pull the brethren or the body of Christ together. And, and really start to uh, truly uh, start to live the word of God and not be hearers only. But like James says, be doer of the word, uh, word but not hearers only. So we're going to do that. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll get our spirits will be stirred. And we'll learn uh, some things from this and we can apply it or appropriate into our lives. So uh, get your Bibles. Get pen and paper, uh, take some notes, uh, write down the scriptures that I'm going to give you, study it for yourselves, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Let's open in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just praise you. I love you and I worship you, Lord. I thank you for this awesome opportunity to be able to share your word. Lord, uh, we just ask that you have your way. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of the people listening, uh, the people who will be listening, and we ask this in Jesus' beautiful name, amen. So today, we're going to be starting in Romans chapter 12. I'm going to start right off uh, with verse 9. And it says, "Love, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Let love be without hypocrisy. Well, I went and looked up that word hypocrisy, without hypocrisy. And that word simply means to be sincere. So you and I are to let our love uh, to be sincere. I looked up the Greek word of sincere, and it is A-N-Y-P-O-K-R-I-T-O-S. I can't pronounce it. It means without hypocrisy, without dissimulation, unfeigned, sincere, genuine, authentic, and upright. You and I are supposed to love each other sincerely. So we are to let love be sincere in our lives. For whatever reason, myself included, there are days and there are times, we all have bad times, we all have you know, rough days, but there are times uh, on a consistent basis uh, where we might be nicer to brother or sister so-and-so 
uh, than we will to somebody else in the body of Christ. And that's going in uh, direct disobedience to what the word of God says. You and I are supposed to, our love is supposed to be sincere. Not only is it supposed to be sincere for God, for Jesus, for the Holy Ghost, but for the body of Christ. You and I have to be sincere with our love for the body of Christ. So if we're not operating in sincere love, it's not true love. And let's be honest, we all have times where we go through this, then you and I need to stop practicing this. We have to see where we're missing this. We have to stop. Maybe it's that we don't quite love ourselves. And if we don't really love ourselves, how can we sincerely love somebody else? Maybe that other person has wronged us. And because that other person's wronged us, we won't sincerely love them uh, like we're supposed to. You and I are supposed to be just like Jesus. And Jesus loved everyone, even Judas, who he knew was going to betray, betray him. He sincerely loved him. So right off the bat in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, you and I are to sincerely love. That's something that we have to do uh, as the body of Christ. We can't go around picking on uh, different denominations or whatever. I had a gentleman, uh, when I posted the New Times of our shows just a couple days ago, I had somebody tell me when I used the word show, uh, he said that he didn't know that we were in the entertainment business for Jesus Christ. So I, I apologized and said, well, I don't really mean show, it's the gospel. And uh, I said, but we got to be careful what we post because we don't want to cause division. And this gentleman had said that Jesus came to divide the earth. And that included uh, the brethren or the brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, right here in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, it says, let love be without hypocrisy or sincere. How can we divide the, the body of Christ, which is of the devil, by the way, and, and, and have that sincere love that the Bible talks about? The answer, you and I can't. It, it can't be done. All right, now it says abhor what is evil. That word abhor uh, means to regard with disgust and hatred. You and I are supposed to hate what is evil. Why? Because it comes from the devil. We're to abhor it. We're to run from it. We're, we're to be disgusted with it. And that includes sin. That includes wrongdoing in our own lives. You don't hate the person, but you hate or you're disgusted with the act. Why? Because it comes from the devil. So with that, let's turn over to 1 Peter uh, 1, 22. 1 Peter 1, 22 says, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So you and I are to fervently love everybody with a pure heart. We're going to describe what that word fervent means in a moment. And then in, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Hebrews 13, verse 1 says, Let brotherly love continue. So you and I are to continuously be fervently loving. We are to continuously uh, have sincere love. That word continuously means you and I are, are to, it's, it's an ongoing love. We're to hate anything that has to do with sin to that degree, but we're to fervently love the body of Christ and that brother and sister in Christ. We're to fervently love Jesus Christ. We're to fervently love God our Father. We're to fervently love the Holy Ghost. We're to fervently love uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's a continuous love that you and I 
must do. It's, it, it's not, he's not asking us, he's commanding this. And in order to be in obedience and be able to walk in that fervent love, you have to be obedient to the word of God and what God says. So it's really, really easy. We have to love each other as a brother or a sister. Now we have brothers and sisters perhaps that we don't give, get along with, but we love them. We may not always want to be around with them, around them, uh, especially if they're doing things uh, that that's abhorring or, or 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 is sin. But we're to continually pray for them. Did you know that if you pray for a brother and sister in Christ that's wronging you, or or that's in sin or doing something wrong, you're actually showing love for them. You're showing the love of Christ. Why? Because you're praying that God and the Holy Ghost will change, and, and the Holy Ghost will show that person his errors and his sin and how he's missing the mark, and you're drawing them back to Christ through your prayers. So that's love, because you don't want them to go to hell. You don't want them to go to hell. You do not want them to miss it. That's that continuous or that fervent love uh, that the Word of God says. So we're to love each other equally. So you and I are not, are not to love brother or sister so-and-so this much and love brother and sister so-and-so over here this much. It doesn't work that way. It's supposed to be equal. We're supposed to love everybody equally. The body of Christ is a body uh, uh, to promote the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So you have a pinky, you have a thumb, you have a nose, uh, you have an arm, you have a hand, you have feet, you have legs. We all work together in the body of Christ. The last thing that God ever intended uh, was, uh, we got here, where do you get the love you need to love fervently? Well, the love that you need to love fervently, uh, and you guys have heard this since you've um, known me since I've come on and started doing these broadcasts uh, is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. You have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the only way that you and I can walk in the God kind of love. Because if you don't have the Spirit of God residing inside of you, then how can you walk in God that godly love if the Holy Ghost isn't inside? You and I can have a, 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 a natural love uh, you know, how we love our, our, our wives or, or our moms or our children or our relatives, maybe a really close friend, uh, but we don't have that ability to love beyond that. So you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost in order to be able to love fervently and, and, and to sincerely love uh, your brothers and sisters in Christ. We're supposed to have a love for the world uh, that they would come to Christ. Because you don't want anybody to perish and go to hell and then the lake of fire. I couldn't even imagine that. I couldn't imagine it. Uh, but God will not override your will. So you and I have to get to a point where the Holy Ghost resides in us, fills us to overflowing. And when that overflow comes out, that's the love of God. And then you and I are able to walk in God's love through us. And that's that fervent love. All right, now the word... Uh, he says, cling to what is good. That word cling means to hold on tightly to. So we're to abhor or or uh, regard with disgust or hatred uh, things that are evil, but we're to cling and hold on to the things that are good. Hold on to tightly so that they can't be pulled away. So there are things in order for us to be able to um, walk with in sincere love and in order to walk in that sincere love, we have to disgust, be disgusted or to hate sin or anything of the devil and cling on to everything that is good. And we know that that's God and his word. All right. 
So we are to hate what is evil. What are some of the things that we are to hate that is evil? Sin, sickness, disease, dissension, and division. It's real easy to talk about other ministries. We've all done it. Other people that don't, maybe they don't line up like we do. Maybe they don't quite think like we do. Uh, example, maybe uh, you know you believe that the rapture uh, is going to take all the people up before tribulation, uh, maybe, but I don't, and I think that we're going to go through tribulation and be protected uh, and because that I believe differently from you, you don't love me like you would love another brother or sister in Christ that agrees with you. Yet we both believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. We both believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We both are promoting the gospel, the good news of the gospel. And we both have dedicated our lives uh, to Father God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. Now, if you can go around and say that Jesus is Lord, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you what. We may not see eye to eye, but I am going to walk in fervent love with you. And if Jesus is your Lord, then you're my brother and sister in Christ. And I love you. And that's how we have to do. I won't always agree with you. I don't always agree with my family members, but I love them. I love them uh, to my death. I will love them to my death. I'll give my life for them. Jesus says no greater love for a man or a woman who gives their life uh, for a friend or family member. So these are things that we have to do. But the division and the dissension, that's a no-no. We're supposed to, uh, that's supposed to be disgusting and we're supposed to hate that. Why? Because it comes from the devil. That's not of God. That is not of God. We are to cling to all things that are good. Let's go to Romans 12 and read verse 10. And it says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. So that word honor means high respect, esteem. So you and I are supposed to hold each other in high respect and we're to esteem each other in the body of Christ. Do we see that in the church today? Um, basically, no, we don't. Again, we're like this group of believers, uh, these ministers, but we won't like these over here. So we won't highly hold them up highly esteemed in Christ, uh, but we will the these over here. And that's telling us in Scripture right now, that's not what we're supposed to do. That's not what we're supposed to do. If your brother or sister is in error, according to the Word of God, we're to pray for them. The pastor or, or, or the elders are, are, are to talk with them. But that doesn't mean that you totally just throw them out and you talk bad against them and do everything under the sun that is going to cause dissension or division in the body of Christ. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're here to save souls. We're here to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. We're here to disciple. We're here to get people into the word of God. We're here to get people filled with the Holy Ghost so that they can fulfill their legacy and destiny in Jesus Christ. Because if, if, if one person can get two or three other people, just two or three other people into the word of God, doing what the word God, of God says, and then uh, they'll go out and promote the gospel, that one person just became three or four. And then those three or four become six or eight. And then those eight become 16. And the 16 become 32. And so on and so on. And the kingdom of God grows. But it needs to be real. It has to be real. If it isn't real and you're not walking in real love, why bother do it? Because you ain't fooling God. God's not fooled. He knows your heart. So you, you, your religion's in vain. And that's what it is. It's religion. It's just some made-up bunk you have to have a relationship. And in order to have a relationship with God, you have to react in love. 
And in order to be able to have that capacity in these fleshly bodies that wants to sin and do everything wrong, you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost because His Spirit comes into us and His Spirit is love. And in order to have love operate in your life, you have to be in obedience to His Word. You know, the greatest commandment of all, God's, or Jesus said, was to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. But in order to do that, you have to obey or listen to what he says. And many people today just aren't doing that. Now, we know what Scripture says in the, in, in the last days, and I believe we're in the last days, but in the last days, uh, that they would, our love would wax cold or there'd be a lovelessness on the earth. And we see that. Everybody's about themselves. And that's not how a brother or sister in Christ is supposed to act. Amen. Amen, Chrissy. Amen. So this is what we need to start doing. You know, I, I, I can sometimes preach really hard. Uh, and, and sometimes I'll just, I'll tell you the truth because that's who I am. Sometimes the truth hurts. But I've been working and God's been working with me. And he's showing me different things where it's time as a pastor to sometimes just sit back and don't sit down there and force my views or opinions over theirs. Because uh, when you're a Christian, <laughs> your, your life here on earth is a work in progress. So somebody who's been around for a long time uh, and somebody who hasn't, uh, God is going to work with this person where they're at here and he holds them both in, in high esteem. They're both considered equals in God's eyes. And, you know, just we, we had to go through the mill and learn things. Uh, our younger brothers and sisters in Christ have to learn things. And, you know, I, I see a lot of times, and I've probably been guilty of this before, but if we don't agree with everything, we'll either go and find another church that tries to fit in with what we believe, or we'll kick people out. And that, that's not true love. That's not brotherly love. Now, if a person is, is sitting down there and, he, and, he, and he's doing everything that's against uh, what God says and does, and, and he, he's, he's habitual, and he continues to cause division and strife, well, that's a different story. But you, you're, you're to continually pray for them. But just because we don't agree on one or two things, uh, then you go off and you go to try to find somebody else who will preach what you want to hear. Maybe God uses other people to preach things that you don't want to hear, but you really need to hear. Maybe somebody who's a little bit more schooled or been through, through it a little bit more than you has a little bit better understanding. So we share that understanding with you. And by sharing this understanding with you, it helps your walk in Christ and it'll help draw you into uh, more of a loving relationship with the body of Christ. But it all starts with the infilling of the Holy Ghost and obedience. That's a must. That's a must. All right, so honor. We are to high, hold people in high respect and esteem. This is how we are to be to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, Romans 12, 11 says, Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, that's our spirit, serving the Lord. That word fervent right there, the Greek word is zeo, meaning to boil or be hot. In Romans 12, 11, the Greek word is zestos, boiling or hot. So our our, our <laughs> Our spirit or, or, or our diligence, uh, uh, how we serve the Lord, uh, the Bible actually says that we're supposed to be hot or like boiling hot. We're supposed to be on fire for God. And, and, and when I was reading this, it, it was funny. I was talking to my wife and uh, it was funny how he used hot because Jesus said, I wish that you either hot or, or, or cold. 
Not lukewarm, because I'll vomit you out of my mouth. But right here in Scripture, he's saying that our, our service to the Lord, or serving the Lord, you and I are supposed to be boiling hot. We're to be hot. Why are we not hot? Good question. Very good question. So we are to be boiling hot and serving the Lord. Romans 12, 12 through 13. It says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continually, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints and given to hospitality. There is a lot there. This he, He's setting up how a Christian is supposed to behave. These are behavior patterns that need to be instilled or installed in my life and your life if you're a born again Christian, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior. So there's a way that you and I are supposed to be acting. Now, of course, we know that people will take it out of context and they'll sit down there and they'll use some of this stuff uh, to get what they want. But we're talking about the total package here. He gives us a blueprint about how a believer in Christ is supposed to behave. Just like when we have children, we set patterns, well, some people do, set patterns of how a child is expected to behave in their household. Well, you and I are in the household of God, so you and I have to develop a pattern or, or, or learn how to behave as a Christian or somebody who is Christ-like. So this is all good stuff. He's teaching us how to behave. And it's funny. It's not funny. It's real. The first thing he says, we're to love each other sincerely. That's where it all starts is with love. You know, a child can sit down there and do things and misbehave and do something that they shouldn't do, but they still honor and highly respect their mother or their father. They love them. So we can make mistakes and still highly respect somebody, but make a boo-boo or sin. The thing is, is when the kid comes back to you, or the child comes back to you and says, Mommy, Daddy, I'm sorry. And they really, you can really tell that they really are sorry. Well, then all is forgiven. They've learned a lesson in life. Well, as born-again believers, we're doing the same thing. We need to do this. You know, it, nothing saddens me more. And, and, and let me tell you something. I was probably the worst offender, you know, for years. But nothing saddens me more when we sit down and we ridicule other ministries. You know, are there bad ministries and stuff out there? Yes. Is it my job or your job to judge them? No. The scripture says, judge not lest thou be judged. Is it my job to sit down there and try to shut a ministry down or anything like that? No. The scriptures say that is of God will stay. That is which is not of God will not stay. The Holy Spirit will take care of everything. God will take care of it. He'll, he'll, he'll allow it to go on for so long. I believe he's given people the chance to turn away from their sin. And, and after a while, he'll take it down. But you and I are supposed to be preaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And how can we say that this person's doing that or that person's doing that and we're acting in that sincere love? You're not. You're causing dissension and division. And that's exactly what the devil wants. So what we need to do is we need to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. I need to help my brothers and sisters in Christ. I need to be praying for my brothers and sisters in Christ. 
I need to be working on myself so I can learn how to behave like a Christian's supposed to behave. And again, we're a work in progress. We know that. But the thing is, there should be progression. We should be getting slowly getting more and more mature in Christ. We don't want to sit down there and instantly judge other people. And again, if they're doing things that are not of God, it goes against what the Word of God says. They're sinning and stuff like that. The Bible says we're to abhor the things that are evil. We're just to stay away. We're to hate the evil stuff, but we're to love the people. That's what Jesus did. But he was Jesus Christ. You're right. He was perfect. You and I are working on our perfection in Christ. We have the Holy Ghost residing inside of us. It's a constant work, but we're going to get there. Slowly but surely we'll get there. And then we're going to go and get renewed bodies in Christ. And then everything is perfect. But until then, we have to progress so that we can bring up the younger ones in Jesus Christ. So that we can help our brother and sister who's struggling in Jesus Christ. So we can bring new people into the kingdom of God. What's going to draw them in there? Love. Love is what draws them in. Not a fighting family. You know, not when this family and this family are having a feud and these are supposed to be Christians and they're all feuding and stuff like that. Why is somebody going to want to come and do that? They're going to go join some other cult or some other religion. And they're going to promise them the world. They're lying to them, but they're going to promise them everything. And they're going to at least welcome them in with open arms. And, and as a body of Christ, we really don't even do that. We'll say, tell people, you can come into my church, but you got to do this. you got to do that. You can't speak. No woman teaches. Blah this. Blah that. And we give all these rules and regulations that are set on them and stuff. And you oppress them before they even come in. That's not love. You have to allow the people to grow in Christ. This is what we need to start doing. Allow the Holy Ghost to minister through us. He's the ultimate love. He really is. And if we just allow God to be God and the Holy Ghost to be the Holy Ghost and let Jesus, uh, the things of Jesus just flow through us, then it's really smooth sailing. We won't understand everything, but the important thing is to be in obedience and react out of love. And if you need to walk away for a minute uh, to keep you cool and come back and then do that. It's better off to go blow up by ourselves than it is in front of somebody. I know, I've been guilty of that many times. How is it how is it rules if it's in scripture? Well, uh, if you're talking about the Old Testament, uh, the rules and regulations, I mean, uh, you have to look at different things and you have to discern the scriptures and a lot of times a lot of scriptures taken out of context. Um, and again, here we go. We're, we're going to have people starting to, you know, disagree and do all this other things and and everything, but what I'm talking about here is uh, I'm assuming that you're talking about women uh, not speaking. Well, first of all, you have to look at the culture. Second of all, if you go look up woman, it was man with a womb. In God's eyes, uh, there's a man and man with womb. And you can go back, if you go back to the original he uh, Greek and the original Hebrew, you can see uh, that, you know, there's been a lot of mis misteachings here. But we'll, we won't get into that today. We'll get into that another time. So, there are a lot of things here, and I was just using them as examples. I mean, but um, but what we need to do is we just need to love. We, 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 we need to love. And we don't overlook the things uh, that are, that are you know, a wrong, sin, but we, we're to look to that person and react, especially in the body of Christ, and react out of love. I mean, if Brother Mark over here, who's on Facebook, has a ministry, 
and Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior, and I don't agree with everything that he says, and he doesn't agree with everything I say, but he's preaching that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and people are getting saved, they're accepting Christ as Lord, and they're coming into the kingdom of God, then my job as a brother and sister is to back him prayerfully, uh, to back him or edify or uplift him is what the Bible tells us to do. And uh, if he's bringing people to Christ, by golly, then he's doing exactly what, he, what the gospel tells us to do. Now, if he doesn't agree with this or if I don't agree with this or whatever, if people are truly, sincerely coming and, and making Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, by golly, then he's doing uh, what, what Christ basically has commanded us to do. Did you know in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, that Christ commanded us to go? He says, go you into all the world and preach the gospel. Yes, he was talking to his disciples, but he was talking to everybody who became born again. So you and I aren't asked to go out and do things. We're commanded to go out and do things. And we even know that the disciples in, in, in the gospels, uh, they disagreed a lot. Yet they were winning the world to Christ. Uh, you know, Timothy and, and Paul got in an argument with Peter and Peter wanted to sit down with the Jews and Paul, uh, the Gentiles, or maybe it was vice versa, I don't know. And, and uh, there, there was always, they were arguing about who was the best, uh, you know, who's going to be first in the kingdom of God. You had one that was stealing from the ministry. You had one that was denying and swearing and you had one that doubted, uh, you know, so they're all having some issues. But the thing is, uh, those 12 disciples, with the exception of Judas and, and, and the one that they brought in, uh, they revolutionized uh, Christianity in this world. Uh, Mike says, the Great Commission, the number one thing we ought to do. I agree with that. Amen, brother. You and I are on the same page. You and I are on the same page. That's, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing this day. All right, so. Uh, let's see. So we are uh, in Romans chapter 12, verses uh, 12 and 13, we are to rejoice in hope. We are to be patient in tribulation. You know, when trials and tribulations come against us, uh, we're to be patient because that patience will develop maturity in our lives. And when we learn to get through a tribulation or a trial or a test, we get through that. It makes us stronger in Jesus Christ. And it makes it so the enemy or the devil or the demonic beings that will come against us uh, they'll have a tougher time going in there because we'll realize who we are in Christ. And having gone through some things, just ask the Apostle Paul, by the way, but having gone through some things, uh, it matures us and makes us stronger in Christ. It actually builds our faith. So it's a good thing. Tri tribulation's not fun, but tribulation's what makes you stronger in the Lord. It really does. And I, I can guarantee you, everybody's been through tribulation. All right, Continuous, continuing steadfastly in prayer. You and I are to be continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints. I want to stop here for a second. I get a lot of people that, uh, from overseas, um, because we're from America, I think a lot of them assume that you and I, um, the people listening, uh, you know, we're rich. And I guess compared to other countries, uh, we are. But... Uh, they have to, you know, they don't realize that you and I have to pay for everything that we have here. And we're, we're, we're doing a church and, you know, we're doing money. And if God were to place on my heart to, to give, and of course we would, we'd, we'd be in obedience. Uh, but but you'll have, we'll have several a day that will ask us to send money. And they'll use that scripture that we're to distribute uh, to the needs of the saints. Uh, basically, we're, we're, we're to help them. And, and we do prayerfully, uh, you know what I mean, in any way we can materially. Uh, but we don't have the finances uh, to be able to help everybody. So they'll get mad and they'll use a scripture saying that we're going against what the word of God says. 
because we won't give them uh, the money. Well, first of all, the Bible tells us that we're to be good stewards of the money. Uh, so if I don't know somebody, or if the Holy Spirit hasn't dropped a, you know, a, a message down to my heart, I'd be foolish just to give my money to everybody that's. First of all, I'd be poor. I wouldn't be able to do anything. And secondly, uh, we don't know if these people really are of God. You don't know them. Uh, so we like to develop relationships, get to know them, get to talk to them, get to see what they're doing, uh, check them out, make sure everything's good. And uh, then, uh, you know, if we have the finances or if uh, the Holy Spirit places in our heart to give, then that's what we do. That's what we do. All right. Given the hospitality, we're to open up our houses. We're, we're, we're to, uh, well, I'll, I'll say right here, that word steadfastly, okay? And where it says right here, it says, Continuous, continuing steadfastly in prayer. That word steadfastly is in a resolutely or dutiful um, form and unwavering manner. Firm and unwavering manner. So in a resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering manner. So we are to be uh, steadfastly in prayer, dutifully. In prayer, we would always be praying in a uh, dutifully way. That word distribute means to give shares or deal out something. Uh, now that distributing, for whatever reason, uh, people always think it's always money. They always relate it to money. I guess it's the uh, it's the nation that we live in. Uh, everything's money, 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 money here. Uh, and on a side note, we give everything away for free. We don't charge anybody anything. Uh, we pay for it all. So. Money is what most people think this means, but that word distribute is not only uh, monetary money, it's the gospel, helping hands, getting out there and helping them. Uh, ready? Your time, material use, um, and as the servants of God needs. So as the servant needs these things, it's not always just about money. Again, it's about preaching the gospel, uh, giving out gospel material, uh, helping the people physically, you giving helping hands, um, your time, your prayers, uh, you know, helping them, you're, you're discipling them, things of that manner. That's what it means to distribute. Amen, brother. Giving is more than just money. So we have to realize that, that, that we need to, uh, you know, give other things. Serving others, amen, Mark, uh, just by serving others. Uh, you know, somebody, say you have a a, a widow or, or, or an older couple or somebody who doesn't have the money, uh, getting a bunch of people together and going and, and perhaps maybe fixing something in their house or, or, or making them some food or, or if they're sick, going and, and preparing foods for them and stuff. See, that's serving other others. That, that's distributing. You're distributing, uh, you know, of yourself to other people. And that's what they did back when the church first started up. Uh, it wasn't all just about money. It's easy sometimes to cash a check or write out a check and give it to them. But sometimes I think that God wants us to go out and he wants us to experience it, to see this and be part of it. Because I think you can be more of a blessing that way than just dropping some money in there and, and doing other things. So there's a lot of things we can do uh, to show that sincere love uh, to the brothers and sisters of Christ. Hospitality. The friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. Like what we do here, we've opened up our house. My wife sacrificed one of her rooms 
so that we can have a house church here. We have a sanctuary right into our house, and we sit down there, and, and we open our house up to people that come here. A lot of times we'll cook dinners, uh, or, or, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Charlie and his wife will come over, and she'll prepare dinners. Uh, people will bring things, and we'll just sit down, and we'll do that. Uh, Charlie uh, allowed me to use a snowblower this winter. Uh, thank God, because I have a long driveway. I'd still be out shoveling. Uh, but but he's, he's, his hospitality and his distributing uh, he's talking about that things, and if he has a need and we have it here, we would do the same, and, and that's what we do. Sometimes we'll go, and, and, and God will tell us, uh, pay for that person's groceries or buy that person's coffee or do whatever, uh, but that's hospitality. That, that's opening up and showing, and it's a good witness for Jesus Christ. It really is, and um, it's, it's just good things. So we are to be hospitable, hospitable. Now, Romans chapter 12, verses 14 and 15. Bless those who persecute you and do not curse. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So weep here, it means to mourn with those who are mourning. So if somebody's mourning something, they're in mourning. Perhaps they've lost a family member. They've lost a husband. Uh, perhaps they've just been booted out of a, a, a church that they absolutely loved. They're in mourning. Perhaps they lost a job, uh, something like this. We're to mourn with them. That shows a brotherly love. We're to edify, lift them up, build them up in the word of God and in Christ. This is what we need to do as a body of Christ. We need to start doing more of this. We can do this. We really can do this. I mean, it, it, it is vitally important that we do this. Romans chapter 12, verse 16 says, Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. So here that word same mind means to have the same thoughts, ideas, and opinions. See, a lot of times people will go off and do their own thing because they want to build themselves up or they want to make a big ministry for them. But we need to be of the same mind, having the same thoughts, the same ideas, the same opinions. The 120 did that when they were waiting for the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and look what happened. It revolutionized Christianity. It made it so, you know... It, 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 it's amazing. And it made it so many, 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 many people are going to enter up into the kingdom of God. So we have to be of the same mind. Uh, you're going to have different thoughts and ideas, but the same mind is meaning um, the core of Christianity, and that's Jesus Christ. We have to be on the same thought patterns as the Great Commission. This is what we need to do. You know, now... I talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost all the time with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Yes, I'm a tongue talker. Uh, yes, I know. I've seen the power of God flow. I've seen thousands saved, delivered, and healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yet my wife doesn't speak in other tongues. And we'll sit down and we'll discuss it and we'll discuss it. And I could cram it down her throat. But what good would that be? And would that really be reacting out of love? No. Do I want her to experience what I'm experiencing? Yes. Am I going to push it and force her to do it? No. That's between her and God. My job is to uplift her, love her, which is easy to do because she's a, a fantastic woman. Or even my children just love my children. It's easy to do because I love my kids. But we don't force or push anything. If I were to push my will on my wife or my family or other people, that's witchcraft. Not even God forces his will on other people. So if God doesn't do it, who am I to do that? I'm supposed to love the people, pray for them, and then just be the example that Christ has said. 
That's right, amen. You can't force it. The Holy Spirit will indeed work it. He'll minister to you a whole lot better than I can. And he does it. He'll woo you. I don't know. I'll probably show my angel, but when you, when you date somebody and stuff, and you go out there and you're trying to woo that person that you, that you love, that you're interested in and stuff, you woo them in. Uh, that, the Holy Ghost does that. He woos, him, he woos that person uh, in because uh, he's love. So we are to put on and have the mind of Christ. Romans 12, 2 tells us, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So how do we put on the same thoughts, ideas, and opinions? By putting on the mind of Christ. Right here. The word of God. This is the common goal right here. This is the same opinions, the same thoughts, and the same ideas that we are to operate right here. The word of God. It's that simple. All right, so now we'll end it. Uh, we're getting close to ending it here. Romans 12, 17. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. That's pretty self-explanatory. We are to react for the good of everyone. That's the hardest thing to do. Because if somebody were to come against us or hurt somebody that we love, uh, the first thing your flesh wants to do is you want payback. You want vengeance. But we have to allow God to be God. And the Holy Spirit to work through us. And I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit could do a whole lot more anyways than you and I could ever do. That's the hardest thing, in my opinion, to do uh, as a husband, as a father, uh, as a pastor. That's the hardest thing to do. Uh, but that's what we're to do. Uh, Romans 12, 18 says, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. So if it is possible... You and I to live peaceably with all men and women, mankind. Not always the easiest thing to do. And then we'll end it here at Romans chapter 12, verses 19 through 21. And it says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So in order for us to behave like Christians, a good reference point to go back and see what we need to do is Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. By studying this, it, it, it's made it so that I want to behave more like a Christian. I want to start reacting out of love. Uh, being fervent or on fire uh, in service to my Lord as, as boiling hot and, and, and just go and be in the same mind as my brothers and sisters and uh, just win this world to Christ. Preach the good news, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope uh, this touched some people's hearts. Uh, I ask that the Holy Ghost would just minister to you people. And, uh, you know, it only takes a spark to start a fire for God, you and I could be that spark for the last day of revival here in our areas or whatever area you're watching from. We could be that spark. So thank you for listening. I love you. And remember, Jesus is Lord. God bless.